You're going to go through stretches of the season where you're, you just got some guys that aren't swinging the bat well. We're missing. We got some guys banged up, and that that's kind of changed who's been playing a little bit. But um, everybody's got a 162 game schedule with with no off days and all that stuff, so it's not an excuse. That's great counsel after yesterday's loss, wrapping up 18 games in 17 days. The team went 9-9, and so 500. And to be honest, we, we talked about this last night in my sportscast on Channel 12. It's really impressive that they went 9-9, and 18 games in 17 days, including a doubleheader on Memorial Day. Remember, no Willie Adamas that entire stretch. There's an 11-game road trip, too, they also yeah. went on as well yeah. as part of that. Exactly. So no Willie Adamas the entire stretch. You had to place... Woodruff, Peralta, Renfro, Perdomo, Brasso, all on the IL. Urias and Hayter missed some time. And four pitchers made their Major League debuts. And an 11-game road trip. And you go 9-9. Nine and nine. I mean, that's pretty impressive when you think about it, that they were able to hold that. Now, the issue is their lead in the division went from, what, 4-5 or five to a half game because the Cardinals took care of the Cubs last night. The Brewers look exhausted since that doubleheader sweep on Memorial Day. They are they've won one game, so they're what two five one and five. Yes, one and five since Memorial Day. It's good that these injuries, these setbacks, are happening now because you don't want them to happen in September. You don't want them to happen in August. Now is okay because you can get guys healthy. You don't win the title in May and June. You just don't. I always say this, a GM and a president's main goal is to be within, especially this this group, is to be within two to three games of first place come All-Star break. And I understand the biggest argument is, well, so-and-so team was just one game out of a playoff spot. If you would have won that game in May, you'd be in the playoffs. Yeah, teams don't look at it like that. It's a 162-game season. Like Baseball teams don't look at it as a full season. They look at it as first quarter, first half, final stretch. Get the season started. Get to the All-Star break. Assess where you are if you're going to be a buyer or seller. Then after the All-Star break, it becomes work time. It becomes playoff time. That's why you've seen Craig Council have so much success in September and August. I mean, you, you see what this Brewers team does. And it's hard to question this this mindset, this philosophy, because they've made it to the playoffs four straight years. I mean, think about this. Before David Stearns and Matt Arnold took over, the Brewers had been to the postseason four times in franchise history. 82, 83, 81, 82. No, 82-83, 2008-2011. Since Stearns has taken over, they went 18, 19, 20, 21. So if you can make it five years in a row, they've won, or, or I should say, appeared in more playoffs and postseasons than they ever had in franchise history prior to this latest regime. So their approach works. Now, obviously, you want to win championships. You're not here especially with this Brewers team and the way they've had success now during the regular season, getting to the playoffs, getting the postseason isn't the goal anymore. It's kind of like with the Bucks. The Bucks have had success. The goal now is to win championships. You're no longer in that realm of, wouldn't it be exciting just to get to the playoffs? This little engine that could, nah, man. Like You have probably one of, if not the best pitching staffs in all of baseball. 
You got to find the hitting. And I mentioned this with Sugar Free when he called in. Everybody and their mother, all of Brewers Twitter, all the callers out there told me Andy Haynes was a problem. I'll tell you right now, I got to know Andy Haynes. He's a hell of a hitting coach. He's a hell of a coach. He knows baseball inside and out. He knows how to correct guys. And you could still see his imprint on this team. When you watch Adamas and Urias and Jace Peterson go to the dish, that lean back that they do to get them stacked and upright, to kind of over-exaggerate it, to put them in position to swing the bat, that's Andy Haynes. Those guys weren't doing that before they got to the Brewers. They weren't. And that's why Adamas has had a career year. That's why Urias has had. That's why Peterson has had. That's why Narvaez got back on track. Avi Garcia got a huge contract after hitting the most home runs he's ever hit in his career. And remember, he's a righty. He's not a lefty. So he's not taking care of that short porch out in left field. Well, what about Yelich? What about Hira? Yeah, well, no one's figured it out yet. They haven't figured it out. So it's not an Andy Haynes thing. Look, is Andy Haynes... The reason why you have success as well, not all the time. You tell me Darnell Coles was why this team was having so much success. Tell me how the D-backs are doing. The biggest reason why, to Sugar Free's point, the biggest reason why Hayter didn't go two innings is because they don't want to put him in a position where they got to sit him multiple days. There's just something about it that they, they want to stick to that, and that's fine. But it would be a moot point... If you had a healthy roster. Because if you have Brandon Woodruff in your starting rotation, and you have Freddie Peralta in your starting rotation, then who's not going to be in the starting rotation? Aaron Ashby. Aaron Ashby would have started the 10th inning. But because Peralta and Woodruff are on the IL, Ashby's in the starting rotation, which is fine. He deserves it. He's been very good. You can go to that six-man rotation every now and then. But Council has been handcuffed because of injuries. And let's just say Woodruff and Peralta are out, and Ashby's in the starting rotation, or Ashby pitched earlier. You probably would have gone to Jake Cousins. Maybe you would have gone to Jake Cousins in the seventh, and you have Boxberger for the tenth. Or maybe you have Topa back and ready. I mean... Right now, the Brewers' bullpen features three very, two very good arms, or maybe one very good arm in Boxberger, we'll say, an elite arm in Devin Williams, and just a super-duper ridiculous star in Josh Hader. But not having Jake Cousins hurts them, because it shortens the pen a little bit. You can't put Brent Suter out there with a guy on, because Brent Suter is valuable when he's pitching out of the stretch. You get a guy on base... His shtick, his speed-up shtick, doesn't work. And we saw that a lot last year. So again, the guys that Council wants to put out there in the 10th inning are in different roles because of injuries. So it's not really Council's fault. Yeah, you could probably pitch Hater two days, but or two innings in a row. He's just pitched a lot, man. He has pitched a lot so far, especially during this stretch with guys out, with games being somewhat close. Like he's pitched a lot, and you have an off day today. So I understand where Sugar Free is coming from, but it's just not the way it works with him. And on top of that, after getting to hang out with Dillard a little bit during the last season, these up downs that they talk about are a real thing. Like it, it messes with pitchers' minds when they're not used to it. Throwing, getting hot throwing your inning, going and sitting down. 
and then having to get back up and go pitch another inning. Josh Hader's not used to that. He hasn't done it in years. Could he? For sure. I have no doubt in my mind that if asked, he could. But when you're not trained to do it, it's hard to ask someone to do it. It's hard to ask Devin Williams and Brad Boxberger, who for the last two, three seasons have been told, as soon as you're done, you're down. That's it. The up-down is really hard for some of these guys. And you see it all the time. You see it with Jake Cousins a lot. Like Jake Cousins, at first inning, he'll be untouchable. He'll be lights out. But as soon as he sits down, getting your adrenaline ramped back up is not as easy as it seems. So again, I'm not trying to be a council apologist, but there are some other issues that caused a loss like we saw last night or yesterday afternoon, I should say, to the Padres. It's a combination of 18 games, 11 on the road, 37 road games so far this season, which is just nuts. But 18 games in 17 days, the injury bug taking a massive bite out of this Brewers team, not giving Council the options he would rather be sending out to the mound in the 6th, 7th, 8th, 9th inning, and 10th inning, and having to kind of settle for what he's got. And what he's got has to be good enough. And unfortunately, they caught a Padres team that's getting a little healthier. And the Padres caught a Brewers team that is struggling with health right now. So again, it's not all on Council. I won't put it all on him because I think he's a hell of a manager. And we talked about this Matt LaFleur conversation as well, where is Matt LaFleur too nice? Is he too much of a player's coach? If he needed to lay down the hammer, could he? Where Craig Council also considered a player's manager, a player's coach, but when he lays down the hammer, which he does often, or often enough, guys respond to it. And the biggest reason, in my opinion, is because he's been there. He'll give you all the leeway, all the leash in the world. But when he says something in a stern manner, guys listen because he has something that a lot of those guys in that clubhouse don't have, and that's a World Series ring. He's got two of them, Marlins and D-backs. And that says a lot. And look, I'm not advocating that the only way to be a good head coach or a good manager is to be a former player. That would be asinine. There are plenty of former managers and former head football coaches that have been just fine and not been major league or professional NFL football players. But it does go a long way in that clubhouse, that when Council needs to have something said or needs to get his point across, the two rings that he carries goes a long way. This show has just flown by. Scalzone Brust coming up here in 15 minutes. I tell you guys, I always love looking at the talk and text line before I get in here. Our first Midwest Bank talk and text line, 800-990-3776. There is a text in here from the Scalzone Brust show yesterday that I got to read. I got to figure out what those two dingleberries are doing in this show. It's hilarious to me. Stick around. More Homer and Tony with your cousin sub of the day, Dario Melendez, after this.